Yo, what up, Nashville 3 HL 104.5 The Zone? It is hump day or whiny Wednesday, as Ponce likes to call it. Wearing his fresh white boom boom room shirt. Fresh. That's right. So fresh and so clean, clean. It's a dry fit, man. That one's good. I huh, like that huh, one. Uh huh. Uh huh. Tell the people where I am. And the lovely co-host you see behind me, well, you don't see him no more, but. Maybe they can, because there's a little delay. Oh, Babs. Yeah. Those are bonk. Oh, oh she was looking for headphones. That's I thought what's she, up. She's been searching for a lot since she got in the studio. Why are there no headphones This one was over here. I don't know. It's not my fault. <laughs> I told you four years ago to buy your own headphones. <laughs> you can't trust this room. I know, but I have. I've bought like four pairs, and now I can't find any of them. <laughs> and Hurricane. I don't, even, I don't even have a headphone to wear. <laughs> you what? Said, you almost said Coach Merrick. Somebody else just lost their headphones. <laughs> well, since you're not going to participate right now, I'm going to go ahead and say Don Davenport was right. Yeah. Logan Woodside. <sighs> Beat out Matt Barkley. Don yeah. was right. I was wrong. Yeah. You, and you know what? I, I feel a certain way about this. Reason being, I feel a way. Mayor, I'm. you know what, Mayor? I'm going to tap the bus driver on the shoulder and tell him, could you open up the back door of the bus? And I'm going to politely push the mayor out and push him <laughs> up under the bus. Because I feel like he dragged me on this oh. Matt Barkley train. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I want to ride with you, Babs. See. I want to ride. Now. I want to ride. ride with you, Babs. Does, does this really happen? Oh, right? I want to ride with Babs, man. I don't know what this man, what made you get me on it? He put wings. How, how can it you? It was wings in the dashboard that made me get on this oh, bus. Oh, wings in the dashboard. It's my fault. You're a grown. <laughs> you're a grown-ass <laughs> man, Slay. Like, you can make your own call hey, on this man. deal. I'm easily influenced by you. Here's what happened. Here's what happened. <laughs> the Titans made a mistake. That's what happened. Okay. I'm, I'm <laughs> with it. They own up the mistakes, so uh, that's cool. Yeah, I was going to say, hey, if they do, we'll know because <laughs> J-Rob will tell us. This is correct. He'll tell Let's you. be real. How many games they winning without Ryan Tannehill at quarterback? Uh, none. Um, none. Specifically none with Logan Woodside. No, that's my I would point. Say, I, I would say <laughs> from the get. But in all seriousness, and, and this is what I had a conversation with somebody <laughs> On Twitter about it too. Oh, yeah, I've said for right yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got it's real serious without my headphones here. Um, no, but first of all, I, I said, hey, if you're going to your backup, you're screwed anyway. So it really doesn't matter. But if there okay. happens to be like a game or two games where you just just right just hold Gotta on, make sure the ship doesn't sink. And what you want from your backup quarterback is somebody who can step in and not turn the ball over mm-hmm. and give all your other playmakers a chance to win a game while you're waiting for your starter to come back. Right. Yeah, that's I've... the entire, that's the point of the backup. And I think with what, at least what I saw from Barkley in that last game, some of the decisions that he made, I would not feel comfortable with a, Oh, okay. You'll go in there and not harm the team and not make poor decisions and turn the ball over to where they don't have a chance. I would argue that Matt Barkley's going out there trying to win. Logan Woodside's going out there trying to survive. 
It's okay. Guess what? You're my backup quarterback. They both threw interceptions. Survive. Survive in advance. And don't make stupid decisions with the ball in your hands. Well, that doesn't Logan give your team a chance. Logan was trying to throw a pick two in that game. Uh, I'm going to sit over on the side. I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying. Hey, now you know I'm the president of the Logan Woodside family. The parents are I arguing right Definitely. now. Yes. Yeah, I'm so, and, and, get out of mom and dad's way, Slay. I, I get that. Yes. I understand that. But, and I'm, not, I'm still not saying Logan Woodside is like end-all be-all. Oh, okay? they're winning a game with him. Yep. Yeah, they might. Oh. You don't know that. You no. know what? I was I'd rather say, Derrick Henry line up at quarterback. Oh, my gosh. You're, you don't even know. You don't know. You've never seen the kid. The kid has something. He freaking keeps beating other people out for back for the backup job. They clearly see something in him. No, they I'm like to, something in him. I know. So. I'm trying to figure out what that is. <laughs> well, listen. See it? <laughs> listen. There's room. Mm-hmm. There's this club. I'm the president. I want to have a if beer with Logan Woodside. I don't want him to be I don't the know if you're allowed in yet. <laughs> yeah. Slay, Thank you. We, we love Thank new you. people. We welcome you with open arms. Thank you. And for the, what, now fourth year in a row, <laughs> come on in to the fan club uh, of the backup. Yeah, I come. Thanks. Boy, he does survive in advance, doesn't he? <laughs> Heck yeah, man. Dude. He's like a Cinderella team in the college basketball tournament. Just stay by the door. I'll get you in. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all got, like, Cheetos in this room? We got, we get some here. Cheetos and Tito's? I just need a bathroom. Can I just use the bathroom in here? <laughs> just not leave. That comes around with you. <laughs> yeah. Listen. I just need to use the bathroom. bathroom. Every person that's listening to this show right now has pulled that one before. Yeah, I just need, I just need to use the bathroom. And then you never leave? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> the party, the club, the bar, whatever it is. So I'm getting in the Batman room. I'm just going to use the bathroom. Hey, uh, real quick, we've got two chances for you to win Nashville Predators tickets today. Okay. Don't sleep on the Preds. It's no, coming pre- up. No, 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 no. Preds Nashville, on deck. We're messing with them. We're messing with them. I'm on the glass. I know. We got to have that chug off oh. after the Titan season. Soon as. Soon as we gotta get somebody to sponsor the chug off too, because I want a particular beer. What do you want? Yeah. PBR? No, nah, Bud Light. Uh, <laughs> I'm at any corner market. Like it's easy. Bud Light, you're a simple. That's man. a tailgate chug beer, babs. That's why. Oh, okay. you don't you don't go for taste when chugging. Yeah, you're not gonna like chug Amstel Light they're or like, something. Ooh, oh yeah, this good. Like no, nah. here's a Killian's. Remember that? <laughs> right, Killian's. Buddy of mine was asking me the other day. Uh, who was it? I'm going to remember and I'm going to give him credit because this was a great question. Yeah. He was like, what's the first beer you drank when you got out of college where you thought, okay, I'm, I'm not in college anymore. Like I'm a grown up. And his answer was Killian's, which I thought was an interesting answer because, uh, I haven't thought about Killian's in a while, but that was a good answer. I ain't heard that in a long time. Yeah. Wow. That's okay. I know one thing. Do some thinking on that. Yeah. Do some. Some deep think thinking. Deep thinking. That's what we're here for. Make you think. Um, Titans moves today. Quarterback Logan Woodside survives again, as we just uh, alluded to. <laughs> Don Davenport was right. Quarterback Matt Barkley has been cut. They bring back Des Fitzpatrick to the practice squad. What? Mason what is, Kinsey. What does that tell you about what the rest of the league saw from him, too, right? Yeah, not good. No, that, I mean, that's a fourth-round pick, and nobody was interested in. That survived and advanced. <laughs> or was it the Titans? What the Titans saw in him? Like, oh, we got to hurry and get him back. Well, I mean, Blaine Bishop you, actually gave a, a now you can develop him. really good. If you listen to Blaine and Mickey today, he really, I mean, he really hit it with talking about like ceiling mm-hmm. and and how players come along, and that you know the younger guys obviously their ceiling might be higher, but they might not be in a, a spot where a veteran is. 
at this point, or even if it's an undrafted kind of veteran, but it's all about like the progress that you're made. And, and his point was clearly in Des Fitzpatrick, he became stagnant at some point. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a great point, but his progress becomes stagnant. And that's, that's where he found himself. So obviously it's not, it wasn't to the point where they don't think that there might still be some promise there if they're bringing him back on the practice right. squad. Right. I think it is. I liked it. <laughs> Brent, Big Brent's like, man. Yeah, he, well, yeah, my, it seemed like Brent. It's just, it's just tough. Like, uh, so J. Martin Ramon asked a good. Well, actually, a caller to them asked a good question. Um, how much of this is on on J. Rob? How much of it is on the player? Because J. Rob made the pick. Ultimately, the buck stops there, right? Yeah. And and he and he and made a mistake. Decision. He made mm-hmm. a mistake on this pick, right? Mm-hmm. But. He didn't compound that mistake by keeping him as one of the 53 to develop him mm-hmm. to prove that I didn't screw up, right. right? I think most general managers would have kept it. I think most would have kept it. Um, so I, I think that – I think it can be both things. I think you can make the mistake in the pick, but also I think you could be applauded by making the decision to go ahead and move on. Yeah. And now uh, it works out because now he's on the practice squad. He's not one of your 53. You do have a chance to develop him and see if there is something there. But, uh, you know, to Blaine's point, if you're not advancing, that's on you. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I give, I, I put like 85 to 90% on the player because all J Rob can do is give you the opportunity. Yeah. They're going to, like, er, to me, everyone said they saw the flashes all the way from Louisville. Like, Cosell talked about it. We talked about it. Everybody, everybody talked about it. You saw the flashes. That's what Jay Rob saw. So hey, I can't I can't be hot I can't be hot about him going up to go get him. But <laughs> you are hot about yeah, that. I am hot about <laughs> Man, that's a mistake too. I, yeah, but I love I love the opportunity. I love that's all on the player. You put me in the door and I'll lock it. Uh where did I leave off? Mason Kinsey to the practice squad, defensive back Brown, body Calhoun, safety Jamal Carter. All these guys were cut yesterday. Offensive lineman Christian Deloro, tight end Miller Forrestall, offensive lineman Derwin Gray. Defensive lineman Woodrow Hamilton, the president, is mm-hmm. back. Uh, linebacker Jan Johnson, offensive lineman Jordan Ruse, and defensive lineman Naquan Jones. Yes, the quad back. Hit the quad. We got the quad back. Quad. Uh, Titans also claim offensive lineman Corey Levin, Levine, um, Levin. off waivers from the New York Jets. They drafted him in the sixth round in 2017. Familiar. Familiar part. Mm-hmm. There's a swing guy. I guess you need a swing guy. Uh, hit us on Zone TV. You can watch the show there. Um, let's see. Tomahawk Chop. I drank Natty and Bush Light in college when I grew up and started making money. I graduated Bud Light. There you go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's what's up. Um, Me too. I got a huge announcement today, too. You got you a big do. announcement today? Yeah. Are you actually going to do it? Or are you yeah, going to nah, yeah, okay. Nope. I've been waiting. I, nope. I got a, a huge announcement. Was this when you uh, said something on Monday that you, you were going to. spilled it? Yeah, that you were going to say the next day, yep. which is now turned into I got Wednesday. I'll wait till the end for that one. But I got another announcement. Two announcements. I got two announcements. This one's even bigger. I didn't even tell y'all about this. Look at you being secretive over there. That's right. By the way, speaking of, uh, thanks, everybody, for watching on Zone TV. We just got uh, got the numbers back on what that looks like, and Monday was like our biggest day ever. So what? appreciate uh, appreciate that, and the numbers are are, are big. So thanks. thank you. Twi- uh, please spread the word. Thanks, people. So, yeah, so right we- now you can see your girl with no makeup on because I have lost my makeup. <laughs> lost my entire makeup bag. I left it here Monday. And got it yesterday, and then now it's just gone. So you, you lost, lost your makeup bag. You lost your headphones. 
I've lo- you haven't drank any water. I'm a freaking disaster. I'm a disaster. You're not wearing your glasses. How are you going to hear Coach Mack when he comes up next? Coach Mack, presented by Far Bureau Health Plans. We'll coach you through it. Coach Mack will coach you through everything. Titans related next. The zone. I'm trying to help Don Davenport on Zone TV. I'm going for the Diane Sawyer soft look angle. (laughs) Soft light. Soft focus. No, that wasn't it. Soft focus. I I went the opposite way. She's in ultra, like, violet rays. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) I tried to lower the window. Does everybody have this problem sometimes? I tried to lower the window, and I can't lower it. It just keeps going up. So now it's, like, as open as you could possibly have it. Man, I don't have these problems. You know why? Because you grab it by the root, and then you pull it. I'm tall enough to pull it. You got to stretch them arms out, man. Nobody's. You're the only person. I'm taking tall up for us, Babs. We got long limbs. This is short. No, you got the long torso. We're short torso people. <laughs> Red B just came into. See? Look, I okay. told you pull more to the left. Look, see. Red I mean, did it. he Bang. just like seriously made you look. Listen, um, Diane oh, Sawyer is the most attractive, oh, like seventy-three year old woman. That's there my Barry Gordy. Thank you, Red B. Red B found me headphones. Red B just fixed the That's what blinds. Barry Gordy does. Red man. B just freaking does everything. But I said that one other time, like she's 73, 74, or something Diane like Sawyer. that. He's all and I said she's the most attractive, like seventy plus year old woman out there. And you were like, no, she. It's because of the soft focus. And I'm like, oh, what? Yeah. It's true. You remember that? And then so her? then I started to watch her on television, and I mean, she all knocking. She always has the soft focus. It's yeah. true. Oh, the soft focus is a beautiful thing. Trust me, when everything went HD, I was like, dang, I'm going to have to jump in on this soft focus. Like, Co- Coach power. Mack doesn't need soft focus, and he doesn't oh, have no. soft mo- focus on uh, this Titans roster. That's mm-hmm. for sure. What's up, Coach? Hey, guys. Uh, look, Don looks good in any light. Leave her alone. <laughs> See, I love she looks a lot. She looks a lot better now. <laughs> coach Mack is my life coach. <laughs> Hi, Coach. Roster's hey, in. Don, I understand. I understand. Let me just say this, too. If I'm an NFL club and during the offseason, after the season is over and after the Super Bowl, I'm interviewing general manager candidates and you four come into the room, I'm choosing Don. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't be mad. Guess who has control over whether Coach Mack says anything on this radio show right now? Uh Uh-oh. That's not me, Coach Mack. Did you mute You muted him? Okay. Look, it's just, it's, just, it's, just, it's just real. I mean, you can mute all you want, but I don't know how to put a roster together. Yeah, so here, just go here, on. I mean, clearly, she chose uh, Logan Woodside over Matt Barkley. I, I, I was wrong. She was right. Um, what, what does Logan Woodside give him? Look, Matt Barkley was available August 4th, correct? Mm. Yes. Okay. Okay. So there's a reason. There's a reason. All right. <laughs> he he he's been in the league. Woodside has been here quite a while. Woodside is more mobile. This this you've got to be able to get to the edges and throw on the run in this in in, in this offense. Plus he's been here longer. I mean, and they spent time developing him. And the other thing, guys, if we release if if we the Tennessee Titans release Logan Woodside, he'd be down there in Atlanta in half a day. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No question. I'm right. Just, I'm just, I'm just telling you. So, yeah. I mean, again, as I said, listen to Dawn. She's right. <laughs> Dawn ain't gonna miss. Um, what do you think about the Des Fitzpatrick situation? Um, obviously, right, this- he, look, that, that was that was the right move. He wasn't ready to play yet. He wasn't ready to help 
the Tennessee Titans beat the Arizona Cardinals, and he's right where he should be. Bring him back, and he can still develop. It doesn't mean that the guy's a bust. I mean, look, every draft ch- every draft choice you make is not going to start on opening day. It's not the way it works in the National Football League. Whether you trade up for him, whether you move back to get him, doesn't matter. It's what it's, it's what they put down once they get on campus. He didn't put enough down to be on the initial fifty-three. That was the correct move, and the and uh, the other correct move was putting him on on the practice squad so they can still develop him. The guy's got traits. He's just not a, he's just not ready to be an NFL receiver yet. That's bottom line, Coach Mack. But he does have NFL talent. And how many times yeah. how many times have you seen um or you been in this position? How many times have you seen a guy get brought to the practice squad? Then all of some some all of sort. All of a sudden, something clicks. I'm gonna keep my powder dry, and then you bring him up to the big. You bring him up to the big boys, and he flourishes. How many times have you seen that? A lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, exactly. look, and and and, I, and I've brought people in from other places that people have cut and have right. given them a chance and let them soak a while at, at, at you know where we where we were, and then they bec- they become something. I, I tell you a great example. You guys know this. I mean, uh, Ron, you're you're a VFL. I brought a VFL mm-hmm. in there to Arizona. That people had passed over. Uh, you remember J.J. McCleskey? Yeah, come Walk on, on it, Tennessee. Yes, oh yeah, look, I'm just doing this because we're we're in Tennessee country. I mean, I brought Show J in, and everybody had let him go. He's a nickel player. Well, guess what he did? He came in, learned what we did, and he had a he had a big part as mm-hmm. as as my nickel as my nickel back in the defense that that helped the Cardinals win the first playoff game against the Cowboys. The first playoff game they'd won in 51 years. The dude was a player. He just needed the right place to be, and he needed a little time to soak in the National Football League. I didn't care that he was 5'9 and weighed nothing. He's a ball player, but it takes time. Just keep your powder dry. Were you surprised that a fourth-round draft pick made it through the waiver wire and they were able to put him on the practice squad? No, not at all. Not at all, because let, let me just say this. And, and I've been on the phone all day. I've done a lot of shows across the country. I've done several podcasts because of – and a lot of these questions have been about this, this practice squad. This practice squad now, guys, is a different world. You, you don't have to pick up a lot of different people because it's expanded to 16. Plus, you can, you can have six guys on there that are veterans, all right? The practice squad used to only be for two-year year guys in the league and under. That's expanded. It's a different world now. So people have a bigger pool to choose from on their practice squads. And plus, I mean, they've expanded it. It's going to stay expanded, too, because, I mean, uh, they've already got the weekly salaries for the practice squad players. You know, I've got access to all this information. I know people, uh, you know, until 2030. (laughs) I mean, you know, a a kid that's uh, two years or less in the league right now gets $9,200 a week. Everybody else, uh, two years and over, gets fourteen grand a week next year. The guys that are that are that are more than two years, they can make a minimum of fifteen four, but you can negotiate it up to nineteen nine. So that's going to be a difference. Now next year, a fixed rate for everybody that's under two years, it'll go up to eleven five. And I could read you. Is you're going to be able to negotiate, especially with veteran players that have more than two years of service in the National Football League. So it's different now. So your your initial question was, was I surprised somebody didn't pick him up? No, because they've got a bigger pool to pick from. Mm. Mm-hmm. Coach Mack, presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Any great health care coverage at an affordable price, let Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through it. They've been protecting Tennesseans since 1947. Uh, excited about Mason Kenzie uh, on the practice squad as well. Um, that guy really showed some stuff. Well, that guy, I mean, he did it. Now, look, he did everything – 
that he could to make the football team. And, mm-hmm. and he wasn't one of the best 53 players either, but he did everything he could. And putting him on the practice squad, he falls into that category of what I just talked about, a J.J. McCleskey, right? I mean, you know, a guy that people think is might be too small, but once you put him out there on the football field and the, the higher the competition becomes, he still is able to hang in there. Uh, yeah, I mean, they've got two good practice squad receivers now that uh, they're going to they're gonna develop, and they may have more. Guys, they still got a lot of maneuvering to do off of this COVID list. Right. So there will be some more maneuvering going on. The practice squads this year are going to be as fluid. that We saw it last year. It's going to – because people now have got an idea of how to manipulate these things. Plus, you've got the two, the two 24-hour call-ups you can bring up this year. You're going to start seeing a real fluid practice squad throughout the National Football League these 18 weeks. I like that, man. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. We, we talked with Tim White a little bit about this yesterday. This, this is kind of the unprecedented thing, right? Like you, you get down to the 53 and you think you've made it. Well, there are nine guys on that COVID reserve list. So as those guys come off, they either – end up on the practice squad, end up somewhere else, or end up on the active roster and you're gone. So, like, there, there are still moves to be made. You're right. And they'll continue to be made. They will continue to be made, uh, made all year. And the reason that the practice squads have become so fluid is because of what COVID, you know, brought in. And, and the National Football League and the NFLPA, rightly so, made a very smart decision to say one way we will be able to augment this and offset losses if somebody tests positive for COVID is expand the practice squad, not only in numbers, but in who can be on the practice squad and how you can bring them up to the practice squad and bring them back off without exposing them to waivers. All of this stuff is different, guys. As I said, I, you know, I, I, I study all this stuff because this is what I've done for the last 36 years. So I, I know what they're doing. And talking to people around the league, it's going to be manipulated even more than it was last year because now everybody understands how to use it. Coach Beck, you, you look at it now. They bring The Titans reach in the bag and bring back Corey Levin, offensive lineman. What does this say about a guy that they drafted, kept their eye on, and always can reach back and pick him and bring him back into the fold, and he knows what to do? Well, that's, that's, that's big. Yes, that's big. And we've had a problem. Our offensive line this entire uh, preseason has been the one that's been hit by the bug, right? Yeah. I mean, the injury, the injury bug. They brought 17 offensive linemen into camp knowing that they were going to give uh, managed days, you know, to Taylor, you know, to Roger Sappho, to Ben Jones. But then all of a sudden they start getting hit with injuries in the offensive line three in one day. And so it's been a constant rotation since then. This guy has been in this system before. So that's what you do. If you go out to find somebody, you've got to have a reason to claim somebody Mm -hmm. because you're claiming their contracts. You're claiming everything that they are. You have to have a reason to claim somebody. And a very good reason is, is they've been with you before and you trust them. That's big. At what point do they start working on Arizona or has that already happened? Coaches, uh, who's ever responsible for all their breakdowns. That's been done. That's been, that's been in the hopper for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then they've broken it down into the subsets. I mean, they, 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 they break it down so minutely now. I mean, it, it would, it would, it's amazing what they do. But anyway, all of that stuff's already been done with the coaches. Now, what you will start doing, you will start meeting offensively and defensively. Now they've already done that some. And, and, you know, after having taken initial looks, you always have, once you get the schedule comes out, you always have, uh, off-season projects that everybody on, on on each side of the ball works on. So they've already done work as a coaching staff on, on, on the Cardinals. I mean, a lot of work. 
But now, once they know who they're finally going to be, be playing against, then they will start to put together what they want to present to the players in successive days. Once you get into to Wednesdays, the Thursdays, the Fridays, the walkthrough Saturdays. But, guys, a lot of that stuff, the coaches have been looking at this since the offseason. Can I ask you a non-Titans-related question that has you something to do with me football? In, ask me anything you want. We talked about this yesterday, and Don was blown away by this. Um, Scott Frost said this about the loss to Illinois. Oh, I, I know exactly what – he should have been blown away. I know exactly what you're going to say. First of all, I, you don't have to ask the question. I'll talk about it. Well, for, well that, let I'm, me I'm, ask on, you for people that didn't hear this comment. didn't hear it, yeah, okay. because you have to hear it. Oh, my gosh. Frost said, I give Illinois credit. We watched a lot of tape on them and tried to give our best guess as to what they were going to do. They played an entire spring game in odd and came out and played even. That had a little bit to do with it, but, hey, we've got to get better. He said about half of our game plan – was kind of out the window when they came up and lined up the way they did. That's Spring it. game, Coach. Okay, here I go. Okay. <laughs> Take your time, Zuko's. <laughs> I watched that game yeah. from start to finish just because we were getting, you know, it was on. I went, we always go to the booth early. We get our stuff done, so we'll be highly organized on Titans Radio like we are. Then I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm watching Nebraska. That's as poorly a coach team as I've ever seen. Wow. I mean, it, it, it was bad. I mean, it was it was really bad. Not only the kid that, you know, the, uh, backed up to catch the punt on the half-inch line and then tried <laughs> to throw it forward like this was rugby. I mean, that, that doesn't even count to me. I mean, just, just the overall aspect of it. And then for him to say that, uh, look, it hasn't gone well for him since he's been there. Yeah. And it has started off not going very well. But uh, just watching that game, if I didn't know anything, you know, and I, I was in the Big Eight when Nebraska was national champion, so they've fallen a long way, you know, since I was involved in game planning against Nebraska. But watching that team, they're not very well coached. Coach, Coach Mack, let me ask you something before we shift okay. topics real quick about that. If you're sitting in the, in the meeting room with the coaches and he says this, do you not say as an assistant or somebody on staff, hey coach, I don't I don't think they I don't think they're gonna go with what they went with in the spring game. <laughs> yeah, like maybe like, we shouldn't be watching a lot of film of the spring game. I mean like anybody the janitor walking by the door, like anybody had to notice this coach. Yeah, and, and to me, here's the biggest problem. Of course, the problem was in the way they played, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm. But the bigger issue is is making a public statement of what you did that caused you to play so badly and just admitting that you weren't prepared and that you were basing all of your preparation on a spring game. I mean, please. When coach Mack, when you say just watching that it's a poorly coached team, like you mentioned the one example, but what kind of stands out because it's not just Scott Frost in Nebraska. You can see it. And, and sometimes there's, phenomenal brilliant coaches that uh that poorly coach in a specific game but that's not the body of their work right but what stands out to you well there's no flow to the game and plus and plus i mean you can see guys looking to the sideline players anytime players are looking to the sideline like what's up Mm -hmm. all right that's always an issue you know uh, timing issues are always an issue but anytime that you don't have you, you can see i mean if you I mean, you've watched a lot of games, Don. I mean, you've been on a lot of sidelines, so you know you can tell pretty pretty soon when you're out there what the what the 
feel and the flow of the game is, right? Yeah. I mean, you can tell whether somebody's segmented and whether one team is, is, is all the chains in the, in the, on the chain are hitting in the spoke. And if the other ones are slipping, well, you can just tell. You can look at they're 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 a segmented operation right now, and it just didn't look good. Ian is watching the show on Periscope. He said, "I can listen to Coach Max speak about football all day. Love his takes and expertise. Yeah, he's special. That's very very kind of him." Hey, uh, qu- a quick question about Tennessee and Bowling Green tomorrow yeah. night. Uh, so obviously, Josh Heupel talking about this uh, this fast paced offense and and you know playing with urgency and all those things. How, how much of a challenge will that be on that defense that that is low on numbers in terms of depth to to have to play that you, you fast about, too? You talking about the, the Tennessee's corresponding yes. defense yes. playing behind that offense? Yes. Mm-hmm. Here's the here's the key. It, it doesn't matter what pace his offense works at as long as they move the chains. Okay. The issue is if he starts having a preponderance and an epidemic of three and outs. Yeah. Mm. Three and outs is what is what wears you out as a defense when you barely have a chance to get to the sideline, turn around and grab a Gatorade and all of a sudden you're punting and you're back out. You know what I'm saying? So regardless of the speed at which the offense and the tempo at which your offense is working, if you can move the chains for a while and just, you know, even if you're not scoring, if you're moving the chains and you're flipping field position, that helps. If you're going three and out and giving up field position every time you punt the football, then that's what wears your defense out. Hopefully they won't do that. I will watch every bit of that game tomorrow, too. And I'll just sit here and say this right now because I get a chance to say things on the radio. They should beat the brakes off of Bowling Green. Talk to them, Coach. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Come on now. Yeah. Oh, here we Come go. Come on. I don't, ain't no, no powder or nothing. I don't need none of that. It ain't dry. Yeah, they sh- it ain't dry, they Coach. Sh- yeah, they should beat the brakes off of Bowling Green, and I'm pulling for them to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Slice powder's not dry. You heard dry. that. Yeah, Slice- yeah. Slice powder's not dry, Coach. He's <laughs> bouncing in his chair. Let, let, let me tell you something. I'm going to go sometime with Slay down there to a game. I could, I would love it. Coach, Coach Mac, I'm telling you right now, I would welcome it. I will welcome you, and it's a different experience, Coach. Like I do everything, <laughs> hey, Coach, hey, but run through the hey, tee. I'm telling you, Ron. That's why I said I wanted to do it. I've done. I've been to a few county fairs and goat ropers in my life. I just want to experience a Tennessee game with you. Yes, sir. <laughs> goat ropers. There he yeah. is, Coach Mike. Thank you, Coach. Woo! Thank you, Coach. See you, see you guys. All right, Coach Mac, presented by Farm Bureau. Hey, man, I still got an announcement. <laughs> Your powder's not dry. Man, powder ain't going to be dry. Do you have the breath that make Man, an announcement right now? Man, got no powder. I mean. Powder. They kick off in 27 hours and 19 Man, minutes. Man, they, they, they can kick off right now. You hear me? <laughs> they can kick off right now. Right now. Coaches always worry about players getting too Ooh, emotional too quick. I was going to ask them that, too. Like, you know, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, Coach. I, was I Jerry Green ever worried about that? Like, Kentucky's coming up on Thursday was, and, like, Tuesday. You're he, ready. He tried game one to tell me to calm down. <laughs> calm Oh, <laughs> you don't. Oh, oh. You can't use those words. Ooh, like, nah, maybe he uh-uh. should have said. Something else. Hey, Slay, I don't know. You know, let's, uh, we just want to keep the emotions. No. But calm down. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. I blew a gasket. Coach. I will not calm down. I will raise hell and break. I turned up a whole different notch when he <laughs> yeah. said that. Coach yeah. Mack presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Need great health care coverage at an affordable price like Farm Bureau Health Plans. Coach, you threw it. They've been protecting Tennesseans <laughs> since 1947. All right, Austin Huff from has a rant. Austin is going in on Bishop Sycamore. That's next on 104.5 The Zone.
3 HL 104.5 The Zone. Brent Doherty, Don Davenport, Ron Slay. Danny Cannell coming up at 4 o'clock. Ooh, that's fun. He lo- He's the biggest SEC homer that ever walked. Right, Danny yeah. Oh, is he? Oh, yeah. No, the opposite of that. Actually, I think it. I have gone into Twitter war with him over. Really? Yeah. It was a long time ago. I don't even remember what it was about. He need to come take a ride with me. It was one of his anti-SEC takes. How dare he? Austin Huff from CorkedBats.com. Join- That's Corked with a K. Joins us now uh, for his weekly segment. Austin, what is up, brother? Huffinado. How are you guys? We're good, man. I'm just waiting to see what's going on in the Austin Huff world because uh, you like to t- just take people out. So I'm I'm worried about some things. Yeah. Um, wait, hang on. I'm sorry. Why? Why wait. is there a? That's we're hearing. That's, that was embarrassing. I don't like I, I to hear listening. myself in my own head. Much less. I was like watching tight. you guys on YouTube.com on the stream. Oh, so uh, well done. The, there you go. Yeah, it's look, I, I can't I got to get my three HL fix for the day. So if if <laughs> look, if that's if that's a crime, then I'm guilty as charged. <laughs> hey, we'll just hit that, we'll just hit that mute You're button, good. baby. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, hey, did you have you guys talked about Bishop Sycamore this week? Uh, uh, like in passing a little yeah. bit, but just just a, a little bit. Yeah. My man got fired. A mess. It was just a yeah, just a just a small little story. That get them off the airwaves this mm-hmm. week. Um, Guys, I don't I don't even know where to begin with these guys. And like and like, no, like I like I mean that literally like where do we even begin with this, these guys? Like, do they even exist? <laughs> Are we all just hallucinating this entire story? A made up school works their way onto ESPN. And less than a week later, we find out it's a completely made up school. Like and, and here's the thing, like people keep saying this whole scandal is unheard of, you know, like, really? Really unheard of? Yeah, I don't think so. All right. There have been plenty of schools whose sole purpose is to make other programs money while they get their asses kicked. Just ask Rutgers. All right. Now, I have a question for you guys. Okay. <laughs> if you had to guess which high school from the mid state is a fake, who would you guess? Uh, it probably have to be Pearl. Co- oh, hey, hey, oh. hey, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Pearl Cone's a good one. That's right. Pearl Cone hey, just Huff. sounds like a fake name. Huff, high school. Stop it. I'm sorry. Look, Ron, I'm sorry, but it's true. <laughs> I mean, he's not yeah. wrong. He is wrong. He's dead wrong. I, I, I mean, you're being very defensive, Ron. You're damn right. Sounds to, sounds to me like Pearl Cone could very well just be made up. <laughs> you damn right. Ron, you're, you're not still on the roster, are you? Because then I'm really going to be skeptical. I'm in the gym. <laughs> in the Raptors, that's why I am. Oh, the fake gym. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> With fake classes. <laughs> right. Yeah. See, like, I, w- I want to say Ravenwood, but that's just because I'm still a Brentwood guy at heart, you know? <laughs> Hashtag God bless and go Bruins. But uh, my money's on either Independence uh, <laughs> or or Pope John Paul II. <laughs> oh. And I don't know, maybe that, that that's not necessarily on them. It's just after this week, I'm I'm... I'm more weary of that name, JP, too. Okay. <laughs> um, but I actually love the name Bishop Sycamore. To me, it sounds like the name of a real school. Like they made it, they, they made it sound like it's a private school, part of the Catholic Church. 
Um, to me, it's, it's just low key genius because if there's one thing we've proven, it takes way too long for us to do. It's question the Catholic church. Uh, but, but like, to me, it, it feels like it, it was thrown through a Wu-Tang name generator or like, it's one of those, like, what's your porn star name games, you know, like, in, but instead of like your mom's maiden name and the street you grew up on, it's like, who's your favorite one Oh four five, the zone personality and your favorite tree. So like there, Bishop Sycamore works, you know, like personally, my fake high school would be Davenport Pine. <laughs> <laughs> and like if you check our football schedule, you'll see we got games against like Reasing Oak, uh, Foster Willow, Martin Elm. They got a great quarterback. I'm Reason. we're actually I'm terrified to play Martin Elm this year. <laughs> But like, I understand how they pass the smell test with a name like that. So, but the, to me, there were other telltale signs that should have alerted us. And guys, I've got four reasons of why we should have picked up on this story a lot sooner than we did. All right. Number one, this team was sharing helmets as players ran off the field. They would toss their helmets to their teammates. Okay. Not even the little giants shared helmets. Number two, their head coach is a felon with an outstanding warrant out for his arrest. Now, I will say we got to credit this guy because the perfect place to hide from the cops is at a school that doesn't exist. <laughs> like, they're never going to find him. Right but then earlier, so. earlier this week, as Brent mentioned earlier, like we found out that the head coach was fired, fired by whom? <laughs> Here I thought Jeopardy host Mike Richards had the weirdest firing of the week. Like, imagine getting fired from a school that doesn't even exist. Who's going to fill in for, their, for the interim? What, maybe the school's baseball coach, Danny Almonte? <laughs> what about the school's wrestling coach, Tyler Durden? First rule of Bishop Sycamore, we do not talk about v Bishop Sycamore, right? If they're willing to keep that job open for a couple of weeks, uh, hey, look. Scott Frost will probably be available. So, <laughs> but number three reason that should have tipped us off earlier about Bishop Sycamore, the school posted a GoFundMe to raise money. Did you guys see this? They, they, they started a GoFundMe. They had a goal of $20,000 and couldn't even get to $200. <laughs> the GoFundMe read, we are Bishop Sycamore, a new football program getting established in Columbus, Ohio. We play a national schedule, which is ranked fourth in the nation. We currently need your assistance with helping these young men achieve their goals and inspire other young men to do the same. It takes a community to raise a child. Please be that community and help these young men. Please help us with funding team meals, travel expenses, and equipment costs. I mean, clearly they need equipment costs if they're sharing helmets. Anyone who knows anything about high school football knows that teams raise money, not by GoFundMe accounts. They raise money by selling coupon books or 50 50 raffle tickets or they just get the school's most aggressive mother to harass other parents at games to donate all right and then lastly number four the number four reason the roster is made up of a bunch of dudes in their late 20s and 30s yeah, that's cold as yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like like, don't you think the first tell should have been that these guys were bringing their nine and 10 year olds to the games? <laughs> like, I'm no detective, but maybe it should set off red flags if your high school football game has a player's wives section. <laughs> and I know and I know a lot of people want to chastise these people for conning everyone. But really, I got to commend them because do you realize how hard it is to get that many 30 year olds out to play a sport?
Like, it doesn't matter if it's a pickup game or rec league. I can never get that many guys my age out to play anything. So I don't know. I guess I got to start my own high school. <laughs> <laughs> All that to say, I got to start my own. <laughs> at Austin Huff, at Cork to Bats, CorkToBats.com, Cork to the K. Thank you, Austin. Appreciate you. Thanks, Huff. Thank you, guys. Oh, no, hey, right. at Cork Bats 2 on Instagram. We are real. Hey. Like, oh, at Cork Bats 2, because right. one is yeah. still shut down. Uh, the biggest SEC po- apologist out there, Danny Cannell, joins us next. 18-3, HL 104.5 The Zone.